Today, we're talking about how to optimize your retirement with your 401k. Learn how to successfully invest and avoid the biggest mistakes investors make. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we're focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. Support for this podcast comes from Five Days to 5K Course. A big headache for many couples in the community is they know what they need to do. They need to knock down this debt or save up for a big goal. The question is, where does this money come from? Budget's tight. So I designed a free week-long course that will show you step-by-step how to find, save, and make some extra money. And it's broken down into manageable chunks because I know we are all busy. You can sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5k. So last week we were talking about investing for retirement and we looked at it kind of from a high level, figuring out a ballpark of what you'd like for your retirement and then getting an idea of how much you need to save and where it fits in with what you're doing now. This week we're focused on a very specific part, figuring out how much to contribute and invest when there are plenty of options out there. Since I'm not a financial planner and I have no idea about your very specific financial situation, what I'm going to do in this episode is cover the process. We'll get into how do you prioritize your investments and contributions. We'll look at whether index funds are really a smart move and then optimizing your 401k. Ready? Let's go. Let's start off with one of the first decisions couples have to make with investing. How much to actually contribute to their 401k? Now, this can vary based on where you are financially. Now, investing in a 401k has some huge financial advantages. Many 401ks offered at work have your contributions go in their pre-tax, which is a double win. It means more money goes into your account and it lowers your taxable income now. Another pro with 401ks is that your company may offer a match for your contributions. Company matches are basically free money, but it's not a given, so check it. If they do offer a match, seriously consider putting in what you can to get that match. Now, if you have high interest debt, you should focus on that first before putting more in. Why? because the interest rate of your debt is most likely going to be much higher than the return you get with investing. Think of it like being in the middle of a lake on a boat with a large hole in the bottom. You got to fix that problem first. Now here's where people disagree and get into a huff in the personal financial sphere. Some gurus like Dave Ramsey wants you to not contribute at all to your 401k until you're out of consumer debt. I mean everything but your mortgage if you have one. And I absolutely agree that debt limits your options, so getting rid of them should be your priority. However, I think you have some flexibility here. NerdRollet ran the numbers and found that you can still come out ahead by getting that minimum for the match and then directing the rest of your money towards debt. However, this is one of those personal choices that come up with personal finance. Don't forget, 
If you don't have to worry about those payments for credit cards and car loans, you have that much extra each month going towards investing later on. So just keep that in mind when you decide how much to contribute. Now let's look at another question. Which investment should we choose? Again, since each 401k is different and you have your own specific goals and risk tolerance, we're going to focus on what to consider so you can make the best choice for you and your goals. Typically, when you enroll in a 401k, there's a list of funds that you can invest in. Mutual funds can be a fantastic way of diversifying, and these funds can vary according to plan. You might, though, see some names like BlackRock, Vanguard, American Funds, and Fidelity. But there are two main, I guess you can call them categories of investing for funds, passive and active. With active, these funds are managed by someone who has a team under them. Their goal is to beat the market, so they'll spend more time researching, analyzing, and trying to get ahead. To pay for those costs, you'll usually see higher fees, which come as expense ratios on your end. Then you have passive investing, which is basically automated. Instead of trying to beat the market like the S&P 500, it just rounds it all up and buys them. So when you invest in an index fund, you're getting that index. And because it's automated, the costs for these are typically much, much less than active. Let me ask you something. Which do you think comes out ahead, active investing or passive investing? The evidence shows time and again that passive investing typically has better results. One study found that over a 15-year period, over 90% of actively managed funds did worse than their comparable benchmarks. So basically, you're paying more money and it's less likely that you're going to get the returns you want with active funds. You're better off tracking with an index fund. So if you haven't already, review the packets from HR and look at all those funds again. Look, of course, at their returns. Look at those expense ratios and see, is there an option to switch to an index fund? And there are also some other advantages to having an index fund as part of your portfolio. In an earlier episode of the podcast, I talked with Mike Piper about them. He's a certified financial planner, author of Investing Made Simple, and the creator behind Oblivious Investor. With Oblivious Investor, I know your your motto is uh, investing doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, It's great to get that complexity out of the way. But is index investing really an effective long-term strategy for a couple looking to save for retirement? Uh, absolutely. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, that's where the overwhelming majority of the academic evidence is these days that indexing is a fantastic way to go um, for a few reasons. Number one is it's easy to understand the concept of a total stock market index fund where you just own a small piece of the entire stock market. It's very easy to grasp that concept. Uh, number two is that it's easy to manage, which is to say that with an actively managed mutual fund, for instance, you have to keep an eye on the manager and see how they're doing and try and decide whether their good performance is likely to continue or so on and so forth. Or if you're picking individual stocks, that's a whole lot of work. Whereas with a basic index fund, it's again, it's just the whole stock market. You don't have to necessarily do anything with it. You don't have to worry about 
um, whether the fund manager is going to do something stupid because they're just tracking an index. So it's number one, it's easy to understand. Number two, it's less work. And number three, and this is a really critical one, is that it's low cost, which is to say that index funds have low expense ratios relative to other mutual funds. And there's been a number of studies over the last, I guess about 20 years now, showing that a mutual fund's expense ratio is an excellent predictor of its future performance, which is to say that within a given category of uh, mutual funds, um, so let's say U.S. stock mutual funds, the lower the fund's expense ratio, the more likely it is to be a top performer. So with index funds having such low expense ratios, they're very likely to be top performers. Before we close up, I want to focus on some key takeaways that we're using with our own investments that we mentioned in this episode. The first one is don't let your emotions rule your investment decisions. Listen, that's easier said than done. Don't we all want to beat the market, get the great returns, and retire early? But if you look at the numbers, you look at the data, more than likely, you're going to come out ahead investing in index funds. It's also easier to maintain. You don't have to obsess over the details. And in the long run, you're more likely to get closer to your retirement goals and meet them than if you were trying to pick and trade and beat the market. Second, stay educated. You don't have to become a financial expert or investment expert to make smart retirement moves, but you do have to understand what you're investing in so you can avoid some of the complicated scams and marketing tactics that's used today that gets you investing on things that don't matter to you and aren't going to give you the returns that you need. And finally, have a system to make sure that you're staying on top of your contributions and your goals. Yes, we have a, our monthly money dates and we do check in with the big picture numbers. But besides the contributions, making sure that they're getting deducted correctly, we don't look deeply into the retirement accounts unless it's a quarterly thing when we get those statements, because it's not necessary to just poke and prod at our portfolio. Instead, we have a goal. We want to keep to it. We just want to make sure that everything is going according to plan. Now, if you want to swap ideas, stories, or if you have some questions about investing, such as like, should you go for the match while paying off debt? Or, you know, you're going to go all in with the debt and pay that off first. Join us in our free and private Facebook community over at Thriving Families. You can get there at couplemoney.com slash FB. Love to see you there. As always, I'll have links in the show notes with all the resources we mentioned today, plus more, including how you can get a free 401k analysis from one of our favorite partners, Bloom. With your analysis, you can understand your investments at a glance and uncover those unnecessary hidden fees. Keep more of your money so that it's working for you and your retirement. If you want to get that free analysis, it's over at the show notes. But if you want to get it right now, just head over to couplemoney.com slash bloom. That's with three O's, bloom. Our theme song is written by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. 
Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for listening and your support. I'm so grateful to see you sharing your favorite episodes. If you think this episode can help out a friend, make sure that their 401k is working for them. Please spread the word. I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care. Take care.